Hello and welcome back to a new episode of Galley Chat. Apologies, first of all, for any feedback you heard from last week's episode. Few teething problems, but we're back. New microphone, bigger and better. And we've got our first ever guest. So today we have Molly. Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Very good. But um, yeah, welcome. The first Thank ever... you. I'm nervous. So bad. <laughs> We don't know how this is going to turn out, but we'll go for it. So, first of all, Molly, I want to uh, talk about how I know you. Can you remember what trip we met on? Of course I do. It was my very first long-haul trip to Miami. It was, and I remember having to be a bit of a babysitter and a photographer <laughs> for that trip. You did. You definitely you took me under your wing. and. You were like my little my little right hand man, weren't you? Taking all my Insta pics and showing me the ropes. I was. There's also a little memory I'll always remember from our Miami trip. And oh. it'll always be it was food related. <laughs> so you know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So shall I tell that lovely story? Go on, you do it from your memory. Yeah, so basically we were just having a nice chill down by the pool just before, obviously, we went home and stuff. And I was just sitting there on my phone, just silence. And then all I hear from the right of me was, rhubarb. And I'm like, what? what? What's just happened? And then Molly turns around and was like, yeah, I didn't know how to spell rhubarb, but I thought if I say it out loud, then it might help us. It was one of those times, I'm sure a lot of people can relate, that, I'm trying to spell rhubarb and even the autocorrect isn't helping me out. So you've just got to go to the little microphone and speak in what you want to spell and then it pops up. <laughs> but obviously I just forgot about my surroundings and that I'd only met you 24 hours earlier and that you didn't know what I was like. <laughs> oh, it, it just, oh, it was just too much. I was like, I was just shocked most of all. I was like, you never really hear rhubarb. But then it was just like for that to be a random word. No. Nah. But uh, anyways, yeah. So Miami, that was, yeah, the, the trip that we would met. And then yeah. had a little mission round and took some pictures, which was good. Yeah, but, uh, got got the Instagram post, didn't I? It did very well, if anyone's wondering. You did, actually. I yeah. say very well. It, it, I'm, I'm, no, I'm no influencer. But... No. This time. <laughs> this time. Don't worry. This time. <laughs> You never know after this podcast, I could blow up, couldn't I? Well, that's what happens when you come on the Geordie's podcast. You get a lot more popular. <laughs> no, Molly. So, first first guest. I've actually first guest. I've done a little bit of preparation for this one. Um, nice. Rather than just waffling as I did for the first one. <laughs> but, uh, I, I didn't listen back to the podcast before I like posted it. So, mm. yeah, rookie mistake. But this one, I'll listen back before I actually post it. But um, God, I'm going to get cut, aren't I, if you listen back? Depends on how the editor does. What we'll <laughs> but no, so obviously we want to learn about you, like your journey through life and stuff you've been through, if that's okay with you. Yeah, of course. I'm an open book. So we'll go straight into it. So when you were growing up, uh, Molly, yep. I just want to know, what's the earliest memory you have? The earliest memory I have is 
being on holiday with yeah. um, my mum, my dad, and my older brother. Yeah, where, where did I you go? I think it was Mallorca, you know, it was somewhere like that. And um, we went out walking. I was like still in a push chair at this time. So I think I was like three, maybe four. Um, and my dad was, oh, we're going to go to this um, park, this sort of water park. Yeah. So, and we're going to walk there. I was like three or four, like I said, and my brother's like five years older than me. So I don't know how old that makes him, but you can do the maths. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so we set off on this journey, right? And we were walking and walking and walking. And we're in Mallorca. It was like the midday sun. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, yeah. Beating down on us. And anyway, dad's following this map. And I'm not even exaggerating. We were going for hours, right? Walking. <laughs> and we turn up to this address, and it's a hotel. And yeah. he was like, well, it should have been a water park. And we were like, what, what do you mean it should have been a water park? It's a hotel, Dad. We're not allowed in. It's not, our, it's not our hotel. So then we had to turn around and walk the whole way back to our hotel. <laughs> and the, the faces of all of me, my brother and my mum, just obviously not impressed. And we didn't speak to Dad for a few hours after we got back. <laughs> so it was one of adventure my first memory is is an adventure see that like that's good for you to say like you were like three or four or whatever like i can't even remember last week never mind like what would have been like for me for when i was three that would be 26 years ago like that, that yeah I, I can't but the thing that. is right so i remember stuff like that i remember like random conversations i have with people try and get me to remember anything of any importance yeah. And it's an absolute no. It's just like the simple things, especially like just to put this in like a cruise uh, like perspective. It's like when you're talking to like other crew and you're on about like a previous trip and stuff, you're like, yeah, it was like a few weeks ago, which it could be like six months. Oh, like, yeah. Ago. And you're like, yeah, it's just last week, which is normal for us. Yeah. Trying to remember stuff. We'll go by. What is it? I think I saw somewhere crew go by dates rather than days. Yeah, because I'm like, especially like you say, if you do like a Euro tour, you you, ha- you don't know like by the end, you don't even know your own name. You'll wake up and you're like, I'm, am I in uh, Hamburg today? <laughs> am I in Budapest? The the two places I've never been, but that's it <laughs> to the top of my head. Have been to Budapest? Do you recommend? See, that's the thing as well. When you're on about three, right, going on this holiday. See, I've never been like abroad. As a family, like we did, um, like caravans oh, close yeah. by. We did, um, oh, where was it? it was a place called Finkel Abbey up north, um, when we were little bands. Um, does that mean baby? It does. It means okay. children. It's like a northern thing. Uh-huh. Like there'll be some like northern listeners to this, and they'll know bands. Like the podcast I mentioned last week, like the Chris and Rosie Ramsey one, um. They'll have to say stuff and then they'll have to translate it for their like southern listeners and their the ones listening around the world because you don't notice it until someone points it out. Like when I'm on board, I'll I'll say a certain thing or whatever, like in the galley, and they'll be like, What? I'm did pretty sure that happened on our first trip as well together. It did. It's when you meet crew as well and they realize you're a Geordie. The first thing they say to you is why I man and try and do your accent and you just it's just a given isn't it 
it is like I sometimes I'll try and do people's accents like I'll try and do like yours like a posh accent but uh, no not a Geordie accent just just leave it be yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> it just makes me chuckle so um I want to talk about your school yeah um yeah, I was like, see this thing, right? Men can't really multitask. So I'm like, try to talk as well as read a question. Terrible. And try and concentrate. But I can do it. So uh, how was school growing up? Were you like a smart kid, like a bookworm or? God, no. So what, were you the popular kid or what? Um, so, so I loved school, don't get me wrong. Like I absolutely loved school. Would go back in a heartbeat. Um, yeah. But school was quite tough for me because I'm not, I was um, diagnosed with dyslexia, um, but I wasn't diagnosed with dyslexia until I was just about to go to university. Yeah. Um, so I went through sort of like primary and secondary school and sort of the first year of sixth form, um, finding ways to sort of cope um, on my own without any additional help. Um, yeah. So it was quite tough, like... I can remember a memory from primary school is that I'd be given like a different set of spellings to the rest of my class just because I was mm-hmm. so, so far behind um, for yeah. sort of like want of a better phrase. Um, but yeah, so it was quite tough. But then I was sort of the kid that would speak to anyone. Yeah. Um, quite bubbly, like not overly loud, but quite loud, chatty. Um. Yeah, guess that. Guess that was my school life, really. See, I didn't even know that about you. Yeah, like you learn a new thing because I think with stuff like that, like people, there's obviously some people who do like mention it, and obviously some that don't, which obviously is totally fine. Mm. Like it's not really anyone's business; it's your own. But I think I don't know whether it was the same with you, but I feel like stuff like that wasn't catered for like when I was like in school and yeah. stuff like that it was obviously it's becoming more widely available like supported now but when I was younger yeah I feel like it wasn't it wasn't there yeah definitely people just thought like you were either lazy or you were just thick really yeah. um there was never it was never looked into any more of what could be an issue like one of the yeah. first times that I remember as well is I was reading a book and um, at home, and I, my mum would have to fight tooth and nail to try and get me to read because I hated it, because I wasn't very good at it. And I thought I was yeah. thick and I thought, oh, there's no point because I can't do it. I don't understand it. It takes me too long and all of that. Um, and I was reading a book at home once and I said to mum, I was like, mum, all these words are joining together. Yeah. So it was like there was no spaces in between the words. Oh. And my mum sort of said, oh, what are you going on about? like don't be so silly um and then she took me to the doctors I think because she was like well, what's going on here like why is this happening and they sent me to the opticians and then they gave me glasses because they found out that I like my eyesight wasn't sort of 100% or whatever um mm-hmm. but then as I got older and I started speaking to sort of more special specialists um that's obviously quite a common thing to happen for people that have dyslexia as well as sort of the um, words on the page moving around and and stuff like that so as you said it's not things that that aren't picked up on or that when we were younger 
they weren't picked up on but now I do feel like people are getting better at picking up on on issues like that and maybe that's because things are more spoken about now like I'm the type of like like I said earlier I'm quite an open book um so when I was going through my training um to become crew I was allowed um uh special measures in a way um so I could do my exams on paper and I could have someone sat there to read out the questions for me and because obviously I've been diagnosed with dyslexia um, and I remember some of the the people that I encountered were sort of like, oh, like, yeah, that's fine. Like, we'll sort that out. Or do you want to talk about this in private? Um, it was just sort of like quieting down a bit. And I was like, oh, no, like, I'm absolutely fine. Like, everyone can know I have dyslexia because it's not something to be ashamed of. And I don't really care about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think now as well, like, there's... I think when people are younger as well, it wasn't more of a, like, keeping stuff private. Like, if something went wrong in a class, I feel like teachers would call you out in front of everyone else. Mm. But obviously, as the teachers obviously progress over the years and stuff, I feel like it's more, right, okay, we'll take you aside and then talk to you then rather than just going, well, why can't you do this? Yeah. Why can't you do that? And just obviously making you feel even worse, which obviously I'm glad you've got that support and obviously obviously learning as crew now obviously there's a lot to take in so obviously I'm glad there's a support system there to be able to help you out yeah definitely and it made it um it it meant that I was then able to do the exams and I wouldn't be so um stressed by them and um the the things that I needed were put in place basically which was great See, that's really good to hear. <laughs> I'm, I'm learning a lot already. I'm only 14 minutes in. Like, I found out more in these 40 minutes than I found out an hour and a half face time the other day. But, you know, professional times yes. now. But, um, so school, so you went, you said you went to uni. Like, did you go yeah. all the way through uni? Yeah, I went what? to um, University of West England, UE. Big up, big up. Yeah. Bristol. Um <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> to do I studied um, drama and creative writing well you are quite dramatic well, to be fair so uh, that, that's it it's like is there like then two subjects like mixed or would they like the writing go towards like script writing yeah exactly or... so it was like playwriting um well you could choose sort of what writing you wanted to do um I chose more playwriting but we'd study playwriting screenwriting um, novel writing. We studied mm-hmm. it all. Oh, Molly Shakespeare. Yeah, that's my middle name. See, that's the thing though. So, talking about novels, I actually wrote a book when I was younger. A whole book? Well, well, I say a book. So, basically, Did it have pictures so I, in I it? used to be a fan <laughs> of writing, right? Don't, don't judge, right? So, um, so I, I wrote some of it. And then my sister had wrote some stuff. And then one of my friends from school wrote some stuff. And then I just put it all together <laughs> under my name. <laughs> Pretty sure that's now against like, the law, isn't it? Oh, yes. But then, because I can, there's a site that I put it on. Um, and then obviously you can go oh, on that site. published everything. Of course. Like I got some, one of my mum's friends who lives in Australia, um, she got 
she went on the website and got the book for like uh, my mom to Aww. read. Uh, so obviously he came out. It was purple for some reason, the cover. Um, yeah, it was called The Adventures of Teenage Life. <laughs> that sounds like a Netflix like, show. It, it, it should it, be a Netflix it. show. Like, get it to be a Netflix series. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to get it right and then I'll just start a new podcast where I just read a chapter of my book every single week. <laughs> it lasts five episodes, <laughs> but it's there. But Short no, but sweet, that's like, what everyone likes. <laughs> exactly. Like, I have actually wanted to write a proper book, like, sit down and write it. Um, like, I've had ideas over, like, the last few years or whatever, but I've never... Well, now's the perfect time, James. To be fair, I could have wrote three in the (laughs) time I've been off work. Exactly, but uh, oh, that's really interesting. Like, obviously, obviously, what I spoke about last week, like I did drama too. Yeah. Did you ever perform anywhere? No. Only. (laughs) (laughs) Only only at uni as part of like assessments. Also, not like you didn't go on stage and like I did extra. <laughs> no, I did think about doing some extra work, but I didn't. Oh, no, I don't. I don't think that was an extra. Oh. I can say that I was extra. Oh, you were extra? Yeah, you were. Yeah, like I was just got all out. But no, it's just. Yeah, that's that's good though. To be fair, so did you? What was your future planned? Like, did you want to be an actress, or would you like to go in the more? behind the camera yeah bit. so I was obviously I'd want to be an actress but I'm quite level-headed yeah. and down to earth and I don't really shoot for the stars <laughs> so I was like it's never <laughs> gonna happen well like cop yourself on um so then I wanted to be a drama teacher so yeah. my plan was to go to uni for obviously three years then after that do my PGCE um and become a secondary school drama teacher Oh, yeah. I can imagine you as a teacher. To be can fair. you? Yeah, I, th- I feel like, especially a drama teacher, I feel like, um, like with you, you have, like I've said this to you before, like you're just full of energy. So you'd be that fun type of teacher who everyone would want to like have Aww. a class with. Like, obviously, you can be strict if you want to be. Um, like, obviously, with this job we do, like you have to be strict yeah. at times because at the end of the day, it's mm. safety. But yeah, I could see. T- I could say you do that. Oh, thank you. But then one yeah, night, I'll, I'll one I, was, I was laying in bed in my second year. And I realised that um, my second year at uni, I was laying in bed thinking, what am I going to do with my life? You know, one of those nights when you're oh. like, can't get to sleep and your mind's going 100 miles an hour and you're trying to plan yeah. your whole life. <laughs> it, it was one of those. <laughs> and I was like, if I do the journey that I've, set out for me so pgce drama teacher do you know i mean i'd be yeah. in school my whole life because i never took like a gap year i wasn't planning on taking a gap year between my um degree and my pgce yeah literally be all yeah the and way i just through. honestly the thought of that made me cry <laughs> Like, I couldn't, like, obviously, I did 16 years. Well, 17, let's say. Um, obviously, just learning. And then, obviously, if I chose to do uni after that, like I says, I could be another three yeah. years. Like, it's a long time. It, it is. Like, you spend, like, half your life just in education. Yes, it's good at the end of the day, but 
sometimes, in my opinion, I feel like degrees don't always work. Like, I've worked, obviously, when I worked in KFC, I was working with uh, people who'd had degrees and were doing exactly the same job. And it's like you've spent all that time, mm. all that money, and it's not there. But obviously, I'm not putting anyone down for like going to uni. Obviously, it's amazing that you go to uni and get the degrees. But the people I've met, it's obviously they do all this hard work, but the job's yeah. not there. So they can't go through that progression of getting the degree and then actually getting the job in the field that they want. But. That's yeah, life, exactly. You never know what's going to happen, do you? you, you Nothing's don't, like, a guarantee. Never, it's not like we didn't know there'd be a global pandemic, but you know. Here we are today. <laughs> Lockdown 2.0. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Boris, thanks very much. But uh, so I'm going to talk about your mm-hmm. jobs right now. Yeah. That's okay. Have you, how many have you had or was this your first one? Um, no, so my first job was as a waitress um, when Ooh. I was like 16, like just at the weekend. Yeah. Um, then what did I do after that? Then I worked um, in a shop. I was a retail assistant or customer service assistant. Um I can't remember the job role, but it was at um, Ralph Lauren. So that was quite Ooh, fancy. I mean, it wasn't because I worked at an outlet and it's literally like a jumble sale most of the time, but <laughs> looks good on the CV. <laughs> it does, it does. Um, and then I was a junior sales executive. Um, that was the role that I did straight from uni. Um, So I graduated on the Thursday and I started full-time employment on the Monday. Yeah, I didn't hang around. Um, And I was, that was quite eye-opening, obviously, working nine to five um, in a a sort of office-based role. Um, Loved it, loved the people that I worked with, uh, still in contact with them, still tag them. I'm still that annoying person that tags them in like, Mimi's all the time. Sorry, sorry, what? What, what did you call Mimi's? them? The memes. No, oh, <laughs> no, I call it Mimi's. I'm good. No, after this, I'm gonna have to do a poll on Instagram <laughs> or on our works page and just go, it, it's no. memes. Like, me, no, it's Mimi's. I, I feel like I'm just gonna end this now. <laughs> I told you it. I was gonna get cut. <laughs> Memes, There'll be people out memes, there that will definitely memes. back me up. Probably people like Southerners who maybe maybe don't it's a know Southern and a Northern thing. It might be because I'm sure like everyone I speak to, well, I don't really speak to them about how they say memes. Um, no, no, I'll do a poll and uh, for episode three, we'll uh, yeah, we'll that can be the opening for episode but, three. No. I, I, no, okay, anyway. Everyone help me so, out. So, yeah, that's the thing as well. <laughs> like, it's good that you're seeing in con- contact. Like, obviously, I said last week, like, some of the people I've worked with are just, like, Facebook or Instagram yeah. friends now, which it could be you might tag them in the odd thing or you might just like their random stuff. So, at least they're, they're still in your life for some, like... I was always that girl in the office. It would be, like, 11 o'clock, and I'd be like, what's everyone having for dinner tonight? I was that person. 
<laughs> hasn't even no, reached dinner. I've not even had my lunch and yet. Like, I'm like, what's everyone having for dinner? And then I'll come in in the morning oh, and I'll, I'll be like, I'll oh, did you, have, did you have your spaghetti bolognese or did you have your toad in the hole? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Terrible. I couldn't do an office job though. Like, it's not. Nah, like there's a, a lot of people who obviously I know who've done like call centers or office jobs or whatever but I just obviously I've done nine to fives and like restaurants and stuff but not an office it's just I don't know what it is like I couldn't sit down constantly yeah. and like do a job but I think regarding like restaurants and stuff like that I am in the mindset everyone should work in hospitality at least once yeah you see, you see a different side to the world when you're working hospitality, don't you? Yeah, you see all the Karens mm. coming out. Um, like obviously in my previous jobs, you would get obviously I, I won't name them because I might just insult the uh, customers now. But you'd get a certain clientele coming in, um, and then they would come in, make a mess of the place, and then just leave it and expect you to clean it up and go well. Yeah, what you paid for. But yeah, I'm paid obviously clean up after you, but not when you've got sauce mm. all over the tables and you've got stuff all over the floor. Like, obviously, I don't blame children, obviously, because they're children, they'll do whatever they want. But if, like, I had a kid and they'll make a massive mess, I'm like, oh, sorry, like, I'll help you yeah. clean it up or whatever. But still, they're just like, nah, nah. But I'm not insulting <laughs> kids, just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting cancelled by the second episode. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, let's move on before I get uh, get hate. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna ask you. Um, so I, I got some questions because I can obviously think of some interesting questions, but others I'll go Google. Google is my best friend. So, um, what made you get into the current aviation field you're in? Um. So I love a holiday. Long yeah. story short. Um and also I love the idea of meeting and talking to new people sort of every time I go to work. Um I love listening to people's stories, their backgrounds. Um and that it, it excites me and that's what I love like getting up and going to work for every day because like with the crew as well. Um obviously you usually are working with um a different crew every time you fly which I didn't actually know um until it was sort of very close to my start date um and I was a bit worried about that because I love building like a relationship and a rapport with people I was like am I going to find this really lonely Um, what if I don't get on with anyone um that did, it sort of scared me before I started that that aspect of it um but now I just think it's the best and don't get me wrong obviously it's horrible when you work with a really good crew um and you have a really good trip with them and you're like oh yeah let's stay in touch let's stay in touch and you don't stay in touch you may add each other on Instagram and you may like the pictures every now and again um but you never sort of meet outside of work um, I think that's what can be quite sad about this job. Yeah, see that <laughs> that like sets me up to one of the other questions it was like, do you prefer working with the same people every shift or different people? So, 
I think I think I'm in the same mindset. Like when I was in previous jobs, uh, like you were saying earlier, like you could go in the next day and go, obviously on about like yeah. what meal you had last night. <laughs> Maybe normal on. people wouldn't be asking that <laughs> like, question. <laughs> well, yeah, you're, you're southern. Yeah, you're different. Um, no, I think it. Yeah, you, like as soon as you can carry on the banter, but you can't do that with other crew. Like I've been here what um, about a year and a half, and I've probably flown with the same person yeah. two or three times. But I think sometimes it keeps it fresh, like if it's different people, because like you say, there's new stories to hear at, uh, in the yeah. galley at 3am over, over like a three-course meal. Or just some cheese and which biscuits, is just... which is my downfall. <laughs> yeah, cheese balls. Cheese balls for the win. I miss them. Um, but yeah, I do, I do like the different people, but it does... Yeah, it can be quite lonely because you don't really know them and it's you go like we said earlier, like um we only knew each other for mm. like what twenty four hours before the Rubon uh, <laughs> escapades. So it's just sometimes it is good. So if you have an issue with someone, like if in my previous job if I had issues with someone, I would always have to see them. But here I would do a flight with someone and then yeah, see you later. I'll probably not see you again. Like I might see you walking in our report centre, but it'll be head down, yeah. see you later. Because you're scared as well. Like, what if they don't remember <laughs> me? What if they don't recognise me? Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think we're people now, I think, I feel like I, I would be recognised a bit more. They're like, are you the mean guy <laughs> or the memmy guy who posts a lot on the, uh, the works group? I just like putting smiles on people's faces. That's and you are thing. brilliant at it. Thanks so much. I'll, I'll give you the money I paid you later for that. But I uh, appreciate all these compliments. <laughs> Keep them coming. But uh, So you want about uh, obviously feeling scared about mm-hmm. all these different people. So do you think that was like the hardest part about starting this job or was there something else? Um, I'd say it was one of them, definitely. Um, another one would obviously be the training. I was, yeah. for those six weeks... It was just non-stop. Um, and I definitely didn't realise how much we had to learn. Um, and the feedback I got from like my friends and family when I was doing the training, they were literally gobsmacked um, about the things we have to learn and, and stuff like that because we're definitely, I just don't feel like crew are appreciated as much as what they should be. Um, because yeah, a lot definitely. of people go on flights and they see... and thankfully nothing bad happens so they do yeah see the crew sort of giving out teas or coffees chicken or beef um and it would only be if something was to go wrong i think that people would then start appreciating yeah, yeah exactly training kicks in then. it's a it's a funny thing because obviously i've got like friends who've Obviously, I've talked to the job about, like, um, I've been told, like, you're just literally yeah. just a waitress in the sky. You just give out cokes. And it's like, well, I'll hand you a coke when I'm saving yeah. this person from a heart attack. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like 99% of the time, we are, we're just we're there to we provide a service and stuff. But that 1% is obviously, like you say, is when, you know, the serious mm-hmm. face goes on and it's like, now is the time to 
I was about to say, like the advert came ahead, like now's the time to use Volvo. Um which you probably won't get that reference, but um <laughs> it's like an I feel so old for that. No, but then that is now the time we'll use this training that we've got, which, like, I'm the same. Like, when I first went in, I didn't realise mm-hmm. it was, like, all these exams and how much you actually have to, like, take in. Like, obviously, that week you do, obviously, all your emergency procedures and stuff. Like, there's so much yeah. to take in. I just... But it's worth it at the end of the day. Like, because you can say, like, Yes, I'm flying and stuff, but I've got a lot more training in that six weeks than I could have got like in a year in a job. Yeah. Well, the the good things. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, like I've literally, well, obviously post Rona, when she came and, and ruined it. Yeah. It was probably like the happiest I've been, <laughs> um, and like talking of like. Oh. Whenever I was like speaking about my job, like my fam- friends and family would just say like I lit up, um, and it, that's such a lovely compliment I think to hear. Of course, it is. like if you're in a job that you enjoy. Like obviously, I've had jobs where I have enjoyed them, but over time it'll get like a bit stagnant and it's a bit. Um, you might not enjoy it much. Yeah. You just do it for the paycheck, but for this, like I think with the industry wherein you always like explore new places sometimes it might do the same like obviously i've done miami uh like four or five times or whatever but every trip yeah. you can find and then that's when like find, the working with different crew like, all the time jumps in because yeah maybe you've already been to miami for like six times but you've never been with those people yeah. so some people on that trip may have never done something so you go oh yeah i'll do that with you or someone on that trip may have found something else to do and you tag along with them and then you're you're finding new experiences and creating more memories and different memories <laughs> oh that's cute it's basically to yeah. share what you know really it's like there's people who've been here obviously a lot longer than us too but places that that you'll go for the first time will go well like when i went to Joburg for the first time people were like oh do you want to go do this safari or um, when it was Cairo, it was like, oh, do you want to go do the pyramids? Yeah. You're like, well, yes. It's like, because that's what I worried about when I first started. It goes, obviously, people have been to these places multiple times. So it's like, am I going to have anyone to do stuff with? I don't want to, because I'm not the type of person who would go out and wander by myself because... I'd just get lost. I, I don't know. It's just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I would. Just I get want... lost in my... Time I've lived here all my life. <laughs> oh, I can't. Yeah, I'm just like I'd rather be with someone else, and it's safer. And yeah, it's just yeah, it's just better. But yeah, anyways, I'm happy with that. Um, so this is a really important oh. question for you right now. Uh, do you have yes. a favorite aircraft? And it is, of course, good the Queen. <laughs> R.I.P. The Queen. R.I.P. R.I.P. She was so nice. That's that's what we on, isn't it? Yeah. That's the one we went to Miami with, isn't it? Yeah. So she was old. She was old, but but she was she, nice. Yeah, but I think as well the reason why it's one of my favourites is because I was on that aircraft the most. Um. So yeah. you, you you learn to love them, don't you? 
but she was I remember this one time I was boarding and the passengers were coming on and this woman was like fully stopped in her tracks like I thought something was like terribly wrong with her and she was like oh my goodness are those stairs on a plane and my heart just (laughs) melted um and she was she got her phone out she was I need to take a picture of this I need to send this to whoever she said and I just I just loved it and I just loved seeing people's expressions when they got on and you had you sometimes you had that oh is she still going is she still flying I thought I thought she was getting retired in the year 2000 (laughs) Um, but yeah she's got a place in my heart for sure I think she's does like obviously I'm on a um, like quite a few Facebook groups um obviously about aviation stuff like that and people enjoy the memories because it mm-hmm. was an iconic aircraft like there's people would want to fly like in the bubble and just experience a yeah. trip obviously on the Queen because it's because yes we've got the um the three eighty but it's not it's not the same like it's a nice aircraft but the seven four like it says with them um, four engines and like it says that the bump you just yeah yeah it's like concord it is it's, it's iconic up there, as you look it? at that concord. you think yeah that's aviation thankfully good news some are getting preserved so we can, oh uh, i might actually be able them. to get my um my stairs pick never got one. Oh yeah i've never had one yet because that's the thing i actually know i have one but uh it was in bangkok because they've got uh, the aircraft oh, graveyard, which is quite not quite the same. Um, so I got one on the stairs, <laughs> but, I, but I forgot about it. So I was like, went on this aircraft, and then I was obviously on the the main deck, which I didn't realise at the time. I was like, well, where's the flight deck? And then obviously I was like, oh, it might be up the stairs at the back of this aircraft, and then go through that way. Um, but it was just it was horrible to see it that way. But it it was also nice to be able to have this experience of knowing that the amount of memories that would have been in that plane like she's seen a lot over however many yet was it 50 50? I can I (laughs) yeah let's say 50 but no she's good but uh, now now we've got obviously our other aircrafts to deal with um what has been your favorite ever trip oh see this is such a hard one because I think all trips are so different and I know that sounds so cliche but so yeah probably like my biggest pinch me moment so far has been when I went to the Bahamas and I remember me and um this lovely girl that I was working with we went to Dunkin Donuts to get breakfast and we walked through the hotel and literally right out the back of the hotel was the beach. So we just walked straight through the hotel. We walked onto the beach. And I got so emotional because, it, like I said, it was just such a pinch me moment. I was like, this is actually my job. Like, I am lucky enough to be experiencing this right now through my job and my career. Yeah. Because there was no way that I would have been able to, like, afford to stay in that hotel um if it wasn't for for work if you know what i mean and we went yeah, we yeah, did course, yeah, um 
the boat trip and we swam with turtles that went snorkeling with turtles and just some of the views I was seeing were just out of this world so I think that was probably my best trip they like obviously not I haven't managed to get that trip yet but I remember in like my um, training group I think we were online for about two weeks then one of the group got that from available (laughs) and I'm like are you joking like how I'm getting like all these yeah. different trips in from available is that that's good to go in someone was like, looking down yeah like I'll go there one day like I do want to go because obviously I know there's different trips we can do now but I would need to get the beach body ready before I can uh, <laughs> go there but it's just the experiences like because I'm not the best swimmer in the world but I would like to do stuff like swimmer with turtles, but I probably couldn't. Honestly, nor am I, but so. it was... Because you just I'll, have I'll to, like, float pictures. along the top, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> oh, I, I can float. I've, I've got the belly as a, a floater for us. I'm floated. But uh, I would say, from my, in my opinion, I would probably say... Um, maybe nice. Joburg, for me, I think. I think so. Was that when you got snogged by Joel? To... Yeah, I would think Joe because <laughs> Yes, it is. It was a Tinder pick for a while, but you know. How that's going to attract people, I have no idea. No, but it was... Because obviously I'd never done Joe before, because obviously the 7-4 didn't really go to Joe Um But I think going on... Because I used to like go horse riding when I was doing there. But being on the biggest horse that they could get, which wasn't the best in the world... Um, obviously going through the savannah and stuff, or the desert, whatever it's called, I don't know, the jungle, let's say. Um, it's like there's a part of it when I was obviously on the horse, and like literally, probably what twenty feet away was like this full size giraffe, and I'm like, mad. What what is happening? Like it was Sunday afternoon or whatever, back at home, and I was like, yeah, I'm getting paid for this. All your family's tucking into a like, roast dinner. I kind of deal, and you're on a yeah, Holes and I'm looking at a giraffe like, in Johannesburg. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like you were saying before, but yeah. I don't think it's like it is a pinch me moment. Like, this job is just, I 100%. feel like it's the best in the world. But it's just, um, so regarding the job, would you see yourself in this for the long term, or is it just thing <laughs> now? Um, I can definitely see sense. myself being here for a few years. Um, Obviously, yeah. things change, um, and you never know where your path's going to lead and all that sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, because I love it so much, I can't, I can't see me leaving anytime soon. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I'm the same. Like with with um, obviously that. Like, is there any advice you'd give to <laughs> anyone listening? All of the here, fans. That, uh, Wants to piss you out of career. Yeah, all, all my fans, okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> Any advice for anyone who wants to piss you out of I think like you just need career? to not hold back. And I think that's something that may have yeah, made me, maybe, I don't know, may have made me stand out in um, the assessment day that I had to go through because... I didn't want to yeah. be sat there on my phone sort of when we had breaks 
um I wanted to be chatting and I wanted to be getting yeah, to know everyone <laughs> um so yeah I just think you need to to let your personality shine like a big star in the night sky <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to go like down the route of Rihanna there I'm like shine what is it shine bright like a diamond you get we're just a dinner and a show it. aren't we we did so well right now forget about Holly and Phil oh, I don't even know who they are we're anymore in... it's all about oh, Molly and James we're, we're taking us to the stage <laughs> yes let's go let's go uh, <laughs> so what would so obviously you enjoy yeah. this job obviously you wouldn't do it if you didn't um what's the most challenging part you think um, about being crew? God, that's a tricky one that <laughs> that's why I, asked I think one of the <laughs> one of the tricky things is sometimes you don't know if you're coming or going so for example if my partner asked me what i'm doing for my birthday which is at the beginning of January, one more time. Like, if I'm working or not, I think I might have to punch him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> because... Apologise, <laughs> viewers, but... No, no, we do not condone physical violence, but sometimes, do you know what I mean? Because we, I don't know yet, I don't even know what I'm doing in December yet, let alone January. Yeah, you just can't prepare stuff like you you can obviously look advanced like obviously we get our rosters like a decent amount of time before the end of the month but even then you just can't plan like I did obviously when I did that Joe Berg I got back and I was like oh like I'll meet this uh, this girl that I want to yeah. see and I was just dead and I was like you can't comic plans on landing day maybe not the day after but it's just I think for me as well which I think there's it's not really spoke about much. It's starting to be a bit now, mm. but I think the loneliness sometimes, um, because obviously there the could be times where you are tired, Dan Ruth, and you just stay in your room and just don't really socialise, which is fine. Like sometimes you do need them trips where you just need to refresh and just have some time for yourself. But it can like you're in a different country. Like I, in one month, I think I did four different countries within like two weeks, maybe two, three weeks. And it does get that point where it does feel a bit lonely because, like we were yeah. saying before, like it's different crew all the time. So you haven't got that rapport already. It is just the basic strangers that you've just did, mm. did what, like an eight, ten hour flight with. But then that's it. But yeah, if, if you feel lonely yeah, sometimes, 100%. Then, then that's okay. But, <laughs> see, advice. This is what you get here, too. <laughs> So, what's uh, one common myth that you want to debunk about our job? Debunk. I love the word of that <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. I probably should have. Ooh. But it's just that not every <laughs> crew member gets close with the flight crew. To put it in the <laughs> most PG way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, I think, yeah. 
I think because I think it's when people think of flying, yeah. they go, well, oh, Mile High Club and stuff like that. Everyone's like, getting their leg no, over. It's like, it's not a TV show. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically, like, it's it's a plain toilet, no thanks. But, uh, no, it's, yeah, you, you try and yeah. avoid that, uh, that side of the door. Um, but it's <laughs> nice when they can split a bill and then save some money, but... <laughs> Apart from that, yeah. or when they buy the round of drinks. <laughs> so, well, sometimes. Actually, I had one trip where the, he was actually quite nice. I, he bought quite a few rounds, which is good. Um, so obviously we've been off now for um, uh, what we're in now. So let's say seven months, seven eight months. Obviously due to this pandemic, is your like mindset changed towards this job since then? Like or through through the pandemic, like obviously all this time off to like reflect and stuff. Has it's it probably that I love it even more. Because once again, oh God, I'm coming out of all the right, cliches. Okay. You you don't know what you've got until it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I fully took advantage of being away for four days and getting out of the. Yeah, and it being um, like nothing. The the groundhog of the day to day life, and I've just been thrusted yeah, yeah. back into it, with obviously being furloughed and stuff. So yeah, if it if if anything, it's made me love the job even more. Yeah, I think I'm the same. Like obviously, I wrote a post obviously a while back when obviously everything was kicking off and obviously big changes are happening and I was like once like I start flying again like I'm not gonna waste it like I'm gonna obviously explore more and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that because yeah like I was going all these nice places and I wasn't appreciating them for what they were like I've said bring them back to Miami like I've done it multiple times but um Mm. I didn't really explore what Miami had to offer which Obviously, in the future, when I finally get back in the air, yeah, I'm going to appreciate it a lot more and have to don't be lazy and fight through, like, some tiredness. That's definitely one thing that I'm hoping is going to come out of this horrible situation, not just for crew, but for everyone, is that Mm -hmm. we're just going to be a lot more appreciative of things and of family and people we have around us. Um, And being able to sort of, go and obviously at the moment we're locked down 2.0 so we can't go and see those family and friends so when every when the world is back to normal we are allowed to go and see them hopefully we'll make effort to go and see them a little bit more um and things like that and that's what yeah. i've got my fingers crossed for for the world for the yeah that having yeah a lot more like obviously with me like the last few years, obviously working full time in all these jobs. Like I didn't really see my family much. And obviously I do spend quite a lot of time in bed, which is bad. But it is this time off has actually mm. given me that time with them. Obviously now I would like to go back to work because, you know, <laughs> seven months is a bit too long. But it is, it's reconnecting with friends and family that you didn't really have the time to see. Uh, obviously I wish it was in better circumstances. But yeah, it's been good for people, and, and obviously it's been bad for people. But hopefully, in the next few months, or fingers whatever, crossed. 
were released and but uh so but but actually near in the end of this which i can't believe um so before this this uh recording i'd asked you if you, to bring your favorite quote and why you chose that quote. so, <laughs> so I, li- I had to I log on to my old pinterest <laughs> to look at my board of inspirational quotes Oops, that i made and that I obviously was adding to on one of those nights mm. when I'm laid in bed trying to figure out my life. Um, so I think my favourite quote yeah. is, um, I'm thankful for my struggle because without it, I wouldn't have stumbled across my strength. Mic drop. Oh, wow. <laughs> did... <laughs> so did you... Was that unfortunately like I don't know you, who said it um, but it's Pinterest? one I found on Pinterest and I just think it is really fitting to myself and my the oh, situations yes. I've been in in the past and I think probably a lot of people will be able to um, understand it as well and have some feelings towards it I, I love that one because I feel like it is like I sometimes always ask like what if like what if this happened what if that happened or whatever but I think like it seems the struggles that you go through mm. makes you a stronger person through going through that like it's not like life isn't like a smooth ride it you have lots yeah. of ups and downs <laughs> a bit like turbulence but it's how you recover like, you, know, you can get like your I'm trying to remember other things yeah, you get like your light, your moderate, your severe. But it is, it's how you come out the other side, still exactly. smiling, ready to tackle the next thing in life. But thank you. Oh my God, that, <laughs> that's a really good one. See, you're very welcome. But uh, on that note, though, thanks for having I us on. Say thanks. My, I feel I'm privileged. My... Yeah, it's... yeah, you should be. Like, I've got around to recording with the first guest. Um, but I think. It's just shown that you do, like, I will find out a lot more things about people I don't know. Like, obviously, I'm interviewing people, like, I'm close to. Obviously, I'm interviewing people that I only know, like, as crew. Some I haven't flown with, some I have flown with. So, it's going to be a learning curve. But I'm excited for what comes in the future. Oh, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. And then, obviously... Make sure you make yes. lots of memories and I'll bring you back for a part two. Thank you. But um, yeah, thanks again. Um, and I thank you for everyone listening this week. It's been uh, a bit less waffling than just me. But um, Bye. Yeah, until.